With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello again and welcome to another short edition, the daily edition of Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. Sorry to have missed you over the weekend. Over the next couple of days, you'll hear the podcast of the show that Tom did. I was a brief part of it, but that was from, I used a part of Friday's podcast to be part of the show. So uh, you'll get that in the next couple of days. Thanks for listening. It is the very first day of April 2019, and it was a fascinating day for stocks. The market opened really strong after like the big numbers, big, big, huge numbers in China. I think the uh, the Shanghai market closed up like 2.5%, and everything was looking great. You know, I was doing my morning reports on Como. The market was way, way up, and then... And there's no explanation whatsoever. But every other market in the country remained up. Every other market in the world remained higher. Uh, but the Dow closed down about 1,500 points, uh, ending the uh, ending the day at, wow, it was uh, about 25,000. It uh, really took a beating. 25,000. Well, actually, it was a little bit under 20. Oh, let me pull up the final number. Yeah, tw- The market's just closed. 24,007. And this it's 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 the most disjointed market I've seen in ages where we have all of the major indexes closing higher except for those 30 stocks, which lost one of the biggest point amounts in history. Uh, and uh, I don't even think they figured out the final tally yet because the numbers still keep changing and it's well after four o'clock Eastern time. So uh, you'll want to keep up with that throughout the rest of the day, this April 1st, 2019, a day that will probably live in market infamy. And now, (laughs) and now this. (laughs) Okay, it was the best I could come up with. It was short notice. I just went, I got to do something. Uh, oh my gosh, Tom sent me a great story. Uh, it was from the Seattle Times, which I don't get because I live in Florida. And it was a piece written by Chuck Jaffe. And I know Chuck. Chuck and I have had our our differences and our agreements. And one thing Chuck and I totally agree on is <laughs> these, these dinners. Chuck went to a dinner he did he went to one of those dinners you know the free dinner the free steak dinner yeah except his was in massachusetts it doesn't matter where you go to a dinner the pitch these days is the same they're all pitching the same product makes you wonder why they're all pitching the same product doesn't it what are they pitching indexed annuities now you gotta wonder what is it that's so special about indexed annuities that allows them to be worth presenting even after the cost of an expensive dinner and that's what uh, that's what chuck went to he went to the scarlet oak tavern in hingham massachusetts and he said the free meal was excellent but the pitch 
was what he expected. And, and when I read it, I knew before I read any farther what it was going to be. It was going to be indexed annuities. And of course, they had the chart showing the performance of the S&P 500. And as he said, quote, only if you get close enough, you could see that it showed index results excluding dividends. He said none of the other 30 attendees the attendees read that fine print. And then he goes on to say, quote, never mind that dividends historically make up about half of the total return an investor gets from the market. The idea here was to show the market at its worst, unquote. Of course it was. That's the whole idea. They scare you into thinking that the, that the stock market is a no-win scenario. It's a zero-sum game. You can't win. You're going to get in. You're going to make some money, and then it's going to go down, and you're going to lose some money, and then it's going to make some more money again, and then you're going to lose some more money again. So why are you doing this, you stupid people? Why don't you just get their annuity, which gives you the return of the market when it goes up, but when it goes down, you lose nothing. Well, they neglect to tell you lots of things, lots and lots of things like they only give you a percentage of the return of the index, less the dividends, like they only give you a percentage of that, like the more extra bonuses they promise you, the smaller the percentage of the market return you get or the lower the cap. They're playing games. They're not giving you anything special. And everybody out there is warning you against these except the idiots selling them. Everybody out there. I've been warning against it. Forbes warned against it. Money warned against it. FINRA warned against it. Chuck Jaffe warns against them. Everybody is warning against them except the people who sell them. Now, why do you think they don't warn you against them? Oh, yeah. Could be that commission. A commission that they claim they don't get. No commission, zero fees, uh-uh, wrong-o, no way, no how. They're getting a huge honking commission, in some cases as high as 10%. And you're paying, you're paying through the, the extra money the insurance company is making. They're getting the bulk of the returns, not you. They're getting them, and they know they can't lose. You're going to get 3 or 4% a year. At least that's what it's been to date. Chuck actually um, interviewed Stan Haithcock, who's uh, known online as Stan the Annuity Man. And um, he said that, this is another quote, they're pitching potential, hypothetical, theoretical, back-tested, hopeful, non-guaranteed agent return scenarios. Now, not all annuities are bad, but in my opinion, all indexed annuities are misleading, horribly sold. They're an alternative, as Chuck says in his article, to CDs, not stocks. Stay clear of these things. You don't need them. They're bad deals for you, good deals for the people. And if you got to go to the dinner, go to the dinner and then keep your mouth shut. Do not take the appointment. Be strong or don't go. 855-935-TALK is a very important number. That's the number you use to call the podcast 
24 hours a day, seven days a week. I will answer your questions on the podcast, or you can call the show live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 Eastern or noon to 2 Pacific at that same number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And let's go to today's call of the day. Hey, Don, uh, trying to get your thoughts on risk parity investing, specifically having a roughly equal mix of stocks and long-term treasuries um, in hopes of achieving the most efficient portfolio um, in terms of risk versus return. Um, I know bonds, especially long-term treasuries, have been in a 35-year bull market because rates have been going down. Uh, Nobody knows where interest rates are going to go, but um, what are your thoughts on this strategy going forward? If one wanted to get the most bang for his buck, one wanted to get the highest return for the each unit of volatility, do you believe that um, maybe a 40-60 or 50-50 risk parity portfolio of stocks and long-term treasuries would be viable going forward for the long term? All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, I'm a big fan of risk parity just by another name. It's called managing risk. Yeah, the industry likes to throw all kinds of fancy names around, but really it's just managing risk. We've been managing risk that way for a very long time. Even before we started Vestory, we were managing risk this way uh, at Merriman when we worked for them. Managing risk is smart, but this type of risk management isn't. Okay, the stock part I'm okay with. Fine with that. It's those long-term bonds with which I have a problem. And I'll explain why. Long-term bonds have dramatically higher risk as measured by volatility than do shorter-term bonds. And that added risk is not rewarded with additional returns or has not historically been rewarded. And and a good example is the spread between 30-year and 10-year or 5-year bonds. you got 5- and 10-year bonds yielding and again, this is as of now, around 2.4, 2.45% per year. And you got 30 years yielding 2.8. Yet 30-year treasuries can be twice or three times, at least have been, as volatile as shorter duration treasuries. I love the idea of using treasuries to offset the risk of equities. The exact amount is not a number you can just pull out of the air. The percentage, I mean, 60-40 ends up being the default. That's a balanced fund, and it's kind of an okay number. But the real key to determining your risk tolerance, which is the first thing you need to understand, is go take a really good scientific risk survey or work with somebody who will will give you one, or you just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and you take the risk quiz, which is 10 minutes, and it'll tell you about where you are risk-wise. It's a very sophisticated uh, test. And then you'll get an idea what your risk tolerance is, and it's free and there's no obligation. No one will call. No one will pester you, I promise. It's not the way we do business. And then you can build a portfolio based on that. But there's one other thing you need to factor into this equation. And that's not necessarily just your risk tolerance, but your need to take it. 
if you are, have been a great saver, you've got a lot of money saved, you look, de- you look at it, you've done a retirement plan, you're saying, okay, I got enough to provide me with all the income I need in retirement. I don't need to take a lot more risk. Then don't take a lot more risk. Get down to uh, you know, 30% in stocks, 70% in short intermediate government, something like that. I think you've got the basic concept down. It's just the details that need a little work. But uh, yeah, I it's it's managing risk, and it is a smart thing to do. 855-935-TALK. Call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you want to take the risk quiz, go to TalkingRealMoney.com. If you want to talk to somebody without any charge or obligation, go to TalkingRealMoney.com. If you want to subscribe to our free newsletter blog kind of thing called real investing journal go to talkingrealmoney.com or realinvestingjournal.com uh if you want to find almost anything go to talkingrealmoney.com it's just that easy well that does it for this edition thanks for listening have a great night or day or whenever you listen to this take good care i'm don mcdonald that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.